Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Holy smokes, everybody. This is going to be an amazing day. Um, thank you for joining me. Welcome to the Empowering Yourself and Your Children um, podcast. And today, like I said, it's going to be amazing. Um, I literally just logged in 14 seconds before I went live. Um, if you're wondering why, I posted a, like a one-minute video on Facebook because I was just really inspired to post it. But it's this amazing um, poem by Portia Nelson. It's actually an autobiography in five short steps. And I've heard Wayne Dyer um, recite it many times. And I put it in my webinar that's happening today at 1130 Central Standard Time. Because today we're going to be focusing on fear and resistance, how to recognize it, how to get familiar with it, how we can look at fear as our guides rather than um, something to run from. Or if we do you know, avoid fear. Why is it that we do that? And what is it that we really want to achieve in our lives? So if you guys want, hop on over to my Facebook, Tanya Clark Marinelli. Um, that's how you can find me on Facebook. And there's a cute little video there. I'll, or Yeah, a video. I, I recited the poem for you guys. Okay, so I encourage you guys to go check that out. Now, I'm so excited. We got Mr. Dan King here, okay? The only announcement that I have for you guys is that, you know, investinyourselfcourse.com, we have, you know, a lot of amazing women hopping on there. I've been doing a lot of speaking engagements, and it's all around the topic of creating confidence and um, being visible, getting past those visibility blocks. Okay, if you guys have something amazing to share, but you're too scared to get out in the public's eye to share it, and then who the hell is going to know about it? Nobody is going to know about it. And let's face it, today's new currency is authenticity, and people want to see you. They want to connect with you, okay? That is why I do webinars, radio shows, videos, you know, you name it. Speaking engagements, I want people to connect with me because they resonate with me. Those are the people that I want to work with. So if you have um, something to share out there, definitely work through those visibility blocks. And if you need any love and support through it, invest in yourselfcourse.com with myself. And only 20 spots in the Empowering Kids summer camp, which is now completely nature-based, held at Sage Hill Stables. Spots are filling up super quickly. So enroll your kids today, two weeks in August, August 15th and 22nd. Now, without further ado, I am going to introduce our guest, our monthly guest, Mr. Dan King. Okay, today we're going to be talking about divorce and sugar. Why? The last time I had um, Dan come on the show, we ended with about 30 seconds left, maybe a minute to 30 seconds left, and I think divorce and sugar came up. And I thought, you know what? Been there, done that. 
I want to go and dive deep into it. So Mr. Dan King is a spiritual advisor and teacher, medium, intuitive soul coach, author, columnist, international speaker, and conscious entertainment producer who has worked with such prolific speakers such as Dr. Deepak Chopra, everybody knows that guy, Sylvia Brown, and talk show icon Montel Williams, who I had a big crush on back in the day. And without further ado, Dan, how are you? And you know what? There, now you can There talk. we go. Now I'm <laughs> unmuted. You, know, you cut me off already, eh? <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I have like this abundance of energy flowing out of me today. So I think something really good is going to happen. So do I. Yeah, it's, yeah? It's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, because I was really just kind of resonating with it as I was listening to your awesome intro there. And I loved, I have to say, I loved what you said, that authenticity is the, is the, is the new currency. That is so bang on yeah. and absolute genius. So kudos to you right? for that Thanks, man. I didn't come up with the term, but it resonated with me, and I am here to just share it with as many people who it's going to resonate with. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what is new? What's happening in your life, Dan? Are you still off to California? Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting. We're just kind of, I'm waiting for my website to be finished and all that um, because once I go down there, then it's basically going to be a go with my agent. And uh, hopefully I'll be knocking on the door of Hay House uh, before they know it. So Hay House, I'm coming if you're listening. But um, yeah, no, things are good. Things are crazy. Things seem to be crazy for a lot of people right now. Just another, we're 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 just right smack and dab, smack dab in the middle of another huge transitional phase. Uh, it doesn't seem like we get too many breaks from these lately. Um, no. But I mean, things are good. Things are really good. Just busy life. Just really getting down to. Uh, I've been just immersed in writing again. Finally, uh, finally felt motivated. Uh, to be doing that again, and um, yeah, right. things are really, really good. Just kind of gearing up for the launch, which I'm really excited about. And how is your baby mama? She is great. She's 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 <laughs> pregnant, and and she's pregnant and feeling it. But uh, yeah, no, we're that's right around the corner. J- July 17th is the due date. Um, so yeah, that's quickly approaching. But no, yeah, she's doing great. The other kid, the other kids are doing great. Um, yeah, a lot of yard work lately, which isn't my favorite thing, but it's also, I, I try and turn that into a meditative type of pra- practice if I'm just sitting on the lawn tractor. So that's been kind of helpful, yeah. especially with, with all the shifty energies happening. And, and yeah, so just excited to talk about divorce and sugar, which is kind of funny because if you're in the wrong marriage, I guess divorce can be sweet. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's, here's my perspective. Okay, Dan. Um, like I said, authenticity is key, right? To really yep. attract those people who are going to resonate with you. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share um, how I resonate with divorce and sugar. And it is, um, and you know what? They're, they don't even need to be tied together. They're just two really popular topics that I think are wonderful to cover. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when when I first separated from my from my ex-husband, it was, I mean, it was the worst time I think I've ever, worst thing that experience that I've ever had. And, you know, sugar and comfort foods became my best friend. <laughs> they really, really did. And <laughs> okay. They did. And, and I come from a place of, like, between six and eight years of um, just holistic nutrition study, you know, because we don't immunize chemicals. So 
I really got to be strong on the diet that we have. Well, that, mm-hmm. it seems like I can't recover, you know, and there I am affirming that, but it, but that's my experience with it is that it's such a challenge to recover from recover such from... a, well, when I used junk food and sugar as, you know, my ally during mm-hmm. my separation, it's, it's, I mean, recover, like going back to strictly healthy eating and being strong enough to do that. It's almost like it's right. such a habit, right? Right, right. So, well, I mean, if you don't mind me saying, though, I, I don't think anybody should go to strictly, um, quote-unquote, healthy eating. I think, and, and, and I think we touched on it last time, you know, there's got to be a bit of balance there, and especially right now, which I know we touched on last time, you know, the body is craving maybe more sugar than it typically does. That still has to be balanced as well. But I I really think it comes down to, you know, there can't be any judgment there. There can't be any judgment in, oh, I want this and that sometimes. Because typically the way we work is that that which we feel bad about doing, we do it a hell of a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, Right? Because that just comes down to to universal law. It's, It's if we're giving something energy, we typically unconsciously, you know, like even if we're fighting something, we're still giving it energy. So it's about just accepting, you know, hey, you know, I feel like having a chocolate bar right now. Well, maybe I don't need a whole chocolate bar. I just want a bite of, I just want a bite of it. And maybe that'll satisfy. But it's all about balance. Because doing anything to the extreme in this world specifically is, 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 I mean, very rarely a good thing. We're in the world of balance. We're here to to create balance. I mean, this world in itself, in and of itself, this physical experience is a paradox because we're truly intangible beings appearing to be tangible. So that in and of itself, there's a balance to it. So it's about kind of walking that fine line. And that's really what Soulgasm is all about. That's what my brand is all about. It's about finding that fine line within yourself, be, living as your soul while you're here in the physical and accepting all parts of you because all parts of you are perfect, including the chocolate bar that you want here and there. Sure. Okay. So, and I totally, I totally hear you, and I'm going to be real with you. I, I may need to reach that level where I can. We all do. We all do. Yeah, okay. So, so right now where, where, I'm, where I'm feeling is that, you know, through my independent studies, right, in holistic nutrition over the past years, there is such a truth to sugar addiction, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like just as, you know, a drug addiction, alcohol addiction, you know, you name it, there's a sugar addiction. And Mm -hmm. that really resonates with me because, um, you know, so, okay, so what are your feet, what's your feedback on sugar addiction? Um, well, I think it, well, it would be basically the same feedback I'd give on any addiction. Uh, you know, it's a case of us using something to feel good to escape feeling bad. And I think yeah. in your case, you know, with a little bit of fear or, or, or judgment of sugar type of foods, it's, I would say it's because it's related to a traumatic experience in your life where things are really tough. So it's not so much the sugar that's the problem. It's what was going on when you were gravitating towards the sugar. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am hearing that, you know, 
over the past years, I've worked with hundreds of people, and, and I've always said, you know, when, when you come in, I don't want to change a thing about you. I totally want you to embrace everything about you. We're just going to learn some new information. And then my behind hope is that they're going to experience such confidence that they're going to want to make the changes, right? That will be their choices to make. Right. To make those changes, right? Whether it's addiction, any type of addiction. So I'm, I'm relating to it in that respect. Right. Well, and, and with, with addiction, I mean, what I've got from spirit, and it's really resonated with me, is no one is addicted to sugar or sex or alcohol or drugs. They're addicted and, they're, and more specifically attached to a painful experience that they're using the substance to try and escape from. People are addicted to pain, not to external substances. And it's funny because I'm pulled over here in the small town um, um, where I live just outside of, and um, there's a newspaper dispenser or whatever, and the, um, the headline on the front page is main trigger. And what we're really talking about here is people aren't addicted to the substance. They're addicted to the trigger of pain to that one experience or multiple experiences that caused them so much pain that they're attached to and can't let go of. And then so we, we, and one thing I know about humanity is everybody is doing the best they can with the awareness they have at any given moment. So when someone becomes addicted, quote unquote, addicted to a certain substance, it's, they're really just addicted to the escape they get from the pain because they don't know how else to deal with the pain. They don't know how else to heal it. It all comes down to the main trigger. And the main and trigger so is that like, painful experience. Right. Okay. So the trigger is the painful experience. And then we, you know, we're using sugar as an example. We go to sugar to comfort that pain, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it creates, you know, it, 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 well, yeah, because it, it makes you feel good. It ignites certain chemicals in the brain or whatever the scientific part of it is, but it makes us feel good. Just like booze makes us feel good. Just like drugs but makes you, a person feel good. Just like sex makes you know a person what? feel good. You know what I've noticed, though? You go ahead and you do that, and you feel good almost for just the time that you're, that you're eating it. And as soon as, before you're even done the last bite, maybe you're in the middle of it, you feel like crap. Absolutely. And it's almost like, what, sorry, go yeah, ahead. it's sorry. like it's feeding on your, it's feeding on your lack of self-worth right? That's exactly you're, what it is. And that's why people overuse because you're right. As soon as they stop using, they're back to reality. They're back to feeling the pain. So they have to keep using. That's why people mm-hmm. keep eating. That's why people keep having to go out and find someone to sleep with every night. That's why people are going out and getting pissed every night and, or, or getting high or whatever, whatever the means of escape is. It's because they don't want to come back down to reality because they don't know how to deal with it. It's no one's fault really. Because the reality of it is, is that we haven't been taught on a mass scale how to truly heal ourselves. We've been conditioned since day one to live externally, to go outside of us to feel better. And it's not just about addictive substances. It's about we need a big house to feel worthy. We need nice clothes to feel worthy. We need validation from others to feel worthy. We need to marry somebody to love us, to marry us, to feel worthy. It's all outside, outside, outside of us. We need Jesus to love us, to feel worthy. It's always about mm-hmm. externalization. Even God has been externalized. If you don't follow these mm-hmm. rules, God isn't going to love you. So you've got to live this way so that God loves you. You've got to live this way so you get into heaven after 
after you're done here. It's always about external means of self-worth. And that's why everybody or most people are, are lost because we're all been taught to look in the wrong place for our self-worth because it's always been within. It's just been buried by the conditioning bullshit that we've been subject to since the day we were born. Yeah, that's like the biggest truth bomb you could drop right now um, <laughs> because, you know, my kids go to a Christian school and do their programs in a Christian school. And I totally honor that. My youngest loves it. He loves the stories, and he feels so good and empowered. The one tweak that I make is that he says, God is, God is, and I tweak it and say, God is within, my love. God is within. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. all within you. You know, that's the only thing that I offer because yep. I'm I'm here to help guide him too, right? Like I want him to be open to everything, but also honor his, you know, his journey as well. And um, yeah, so I totally offer that because I don't want them to be dependent on something else. Like, oh, you know, this is a this is a sin or that is a sin. It's it's like, well, no, you know, take it and use it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, look, there's truth in all religions. You know, yeah. and, and and I mean, look, I'll be the first one to say that religion has created the biggest problems in this world because because it fundamentally separates us. You know, all this my God is better than your God bullshit. But I mean, there are there is truth in there. Jesus was real. Buddha was real. Muhammad was real. Lao Tzu was real. You go down the list of religious icons, they were all real. The problem was yeah. is that their messages were tampered with, and because mm-hmm. they all taught the same damn thing, they all taught God was within. They all taught love, love yourself and thy neighbor, for example. They all taught the same thing. They, didn't, they weren't religious individuals. Religion was created yeah. based on their teachings. Ah, well, that's very cool to hear. I don't think I've ever heard it like that. Yeah, I mean, they were all teachers of one thing, and that's love. Yeah. But, they, but the love, messages love, love. were tempered with after. Yeah. Yeah, now, now you stumped me. I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I think I just opened up a can. We should, we should do a show based on this, actually, because I think <laughs> it's, it's it – well, no, because I, I think people are either too much into religion and listen to everything they're told, or, or they see the bullshit in it and they completely close themselves off from any idea of there being a higher power because religion – because so much about religion is so obviously, you know, lies, basically. Right, so I think it's important. You know, I would love to do a show on this because this really is all about God at the end of the day. The problem is we've yeah. been we've been lied about in terms of what God truly is. It's not some vengeful dude above the clouds that's going to send you to a place called hell if you don't, you know, follow certain rules in life. You well, know? there's because a we rule, all are God, it, really. But yes, I know. I completely agree with you. Um, that God is within. Like, that's how I always describe it. God is within. Source is within. You are source. You are God, right? Yep. Um, yep. But, um, you know, there's three rules you never talk about. There's three things you never talk about over drinks, right? It's religion. <laughs> right? It's diet. I already love where this is going. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So it's religion, it's diet, and it's politics. Right? Yeah. However, yeah. you know, you want to know the crazy fact? Like, fact is that it is harder to get somebody to change. It's harder to get somebody to change their diet than it is their religion. Really? Wow. 
Well, yeah. I, I believe you. I believe you. You're, I got to say, Tanya, your energy is infectious today. It really is. I just could just sit here and laugh the whole time. And it's, I don't know. It's good. Awesome. It's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So funny, too. You know, I, I went to Toastmasters this morning, and then I got out, and um, I'm driving home, and my son calls me. He's like, I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I had to, like, rush back. Get back here. Got them all set up. Hopped on literally like 14 seconds beforehand. It was it was hilarious. But I'm just like in in one of those moods today, so I'm gonna use it. Um, yeah. So let's let's dive deeper into. Okay. So the last time we were talking about the last time you were on the show, Dan, we were talking. We kind of got into the topic of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We got into the topic of relationships and then divorce came up and I was like, oh my, we need to talk about that. So what, you know, and, and you've been on the show numerous times now. And by the way, Dan is holding a reading night. When is that, Dan? Uh, next Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday the 25th. Next Wednesday. And I know that there are people on here listening live and to the recordings that have either experienced having a reading with you, I have, and or want to. So I really encourage and invite everybody to step on out of your comfort zone because that's where the magic happens and go have a chat with Dan and do it live in person this Wednesday. It's, you know, he can be just as impactful over the phone, but I think it's so much more impactful face-to-face. So get on over and do that. Now, thank you for um, that. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah, so, but one of the things, so you've been on the show numerous times, and one of the things that we've never done, and I haven't even talked to you about this, but you might intuitively know what I'm going to say, is, you know, <laughs> are you open to, like, sharing any of your uh, talents with the audience? You can use it on me. You can use it on anybody else. But um, are you open to doing that? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, Anytime we talk, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing what I'm, what I always do because nothing we talk about, my, any of my answers, I, I don't consider are coming truly from me. They're coming through me. Even in my speaking okay. events, you know, when I, when I introduce or like when I intro the show, you know, that's what I say. I say, I, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth because I just open myself up and I just trust that what needs to be shared with the audience will be shared with the audience. So absolutely. I mean, as soon as okay. you intro me, I'm doing what I do as far as I'm concerned. You know, I just okay, open my awesome. mind and right, right. Because, and, and, and like you've touched on before, you and I never planned this, this stuff out, you know, no. we mm-hmm. just, you know, I mean, we didn't even know we we're doing the show until I think yesterday, I think, you know, or, yeah. or, or the day before. So, so yeah, no, I mean, whatever you want from me, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I really appreciate that. Now here's the thing I mentioned before, and and I thought this to myself, you know, I'm going to be completely vulnerable with y'all. I went through a separation and I'm going through like finalizing my divorce, like literally one more signature and it's completely finalized. Right. And it's been like the most challenging experience of my life, even being a teen mom and all those experiences that I had growing up were not as I'm going to even go as far as to say traumatizing as this experience has been. Mm-hmm. So such a dark place led me to such a freaking beautiful place. 
right? Bam. Bam, right there. And that's what all dark places are there for, all dark experiences, to lead us towards the light. Yeah. So that's all I have. You just share whatever comes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> About... That. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm just like, because I'm literally kind of speechless. You know, I don't even know how to ex- describe it. Well, well, it it doesn't sound like you need me at all for that topic because you get it. You get why it happened. So now all you got to do is leave behind what happened, take what you got from it, and giddy up. Because one thing that is specifically coming through is that the divorce itself, I mean, because if you look back, I mean, not only can you see that it brought you to a place of light, but it brought you to that place of light because everything you learned through that experience. You truly became who you were through that experience. So your soul set up the divorce, and you have your your ex-husband to thank because both of your souls plan to go through this together because he's getting what he's supposed to get out of it, and you got what you're supposed to be getting out of it. And Mm -hmm. this was meant to catapult you into the authenticity, the authentic individual that you now are. And, And so... And so your experience can be shared with others because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going through the same shit. The details really don't matter. It comes down to bad experiences create growth. We have certain experiences that we cannot uh, uh, avoid here that are pre-planned. Not everything is pre-planned, of course, but there are certain integral, paramount experiences that are there to, to, to instigate growth. And anybody, if you look back at anything that you would call horrible, if you take the time to give it a higher awareness, instead of judging it and dealing on the or, or, and focusing only on the painful parts of it, if you step back and say, okay, what did I gain from it? What did I? What good came out of that? Then you'll mm-hmm. get the lesson, and then those experiences won't have to happen anymore. Because people, and I think we talked about this before, many of us, we, 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 we seem to get in cycles, especially with relationships. So many of my clients over the years, you know, it was about they keep attracting the wrong people who mistreat them. Um, and, 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 I mean, I'm overgeneralizing it, but, but I'm not going to get into anybody's specific stories. I mean, I wouldn't remember them anyway. But, um, yeah. but I mean, um, relationships where you're being mistreated, for example, are there to, 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 to teach you that you deserve better. Are there to, because that person is basically just reflecting what you believe about yourself. Because if you keep allowing yourself to be treated like shit, on some level you believe it. And I'm not saying that was the case in your marriage necessarily. I'm just saying, right. again, in general. And I'm using that as one example. If you keep being in situations where you're mistreated, and not just in, relation, not just in romantic relationships, if you have friends that, that, that are always putting you down or, or, or if your parents are always putting you down, you keep going back and back and back, you believe on some level that you deserve it. So until you realize I deserve better, nothing is going to change. Until you remove yourself from those experiences, from those relationships, you're going to keep getting those relationships because what you're saying to life is that I deserve to be treated like shit. Mm-hmm. And and if you think that, I can guarantee you that you're a hundred percent wrong. Yeah, and that's all life is trying to show you. It's trying to show you what you don't deserve, so that you are forced to move towards what you do deserve. Yeah, man, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, I I wasn't always. It took me 
years to get into the light, you know, to, to, to get into the bright space. And, and, and I was in this habit of, I guess, feeling like you, you need your partner. You know, you just, you spend so many years with one person, you kind of, it's almost like a habit, right? Mm-hmm. It's a habit of being with somebody. And it's kind of like who you are, how you define yourself is with your partner, right? And then try to, you know, branch out and do it on your own. It's such a challenging space to be in. Absolutely, right? And, and, and that happens, first of all, because of what we talked about earlier is that we, we're taught to look outside of us for validation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, most people are walking around leaving their half a person until they're fulfilled by somebody else. And that's why divorce happens. That's why the, the, the mm-hmm. divorce rate is so bloody high, because you have mm-hmm. a bunch of people that are depending on somebody else to feel good about themselves. But naturally, people change and evolve. So, we all, so, that, so therefore, we get to the point where we feel, well, you're not doing what I depend on you for to make me feel good about myself. And that's yeah. when things start to break down. But they're going to break down if it's based on something so fallible. Because, because mm-hmm. you can't be fulfilled by somebody else outside of you. So that's a recipe for disaster no matter how you spin it. And then the other part of it is that we don't want to break away because we're instinctually afraid of change. Because there's the part yeah. of us, the human ego, that wants to remain static. They are, we are, that part of us is addicted to the known. So people stay in a shitty situation because at least it's what I know. It might be horrible, but at least I'm familiar with it. Because we're so bloody afraid of the unknown. But the unknown is where infinite possibilities reside and where our greatest good reside. So people stay in, 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 in shitty relationships strictly because they're afraid of change. Afraid of being on their own and fulfilling them and fulfilling themselves, and and then even if they do 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 have the balls to make to make the or to make the jump to make the leap and 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 in fact break away from the person, it's often a very painful experience strictly because change can be painful, and that part of us that ego that want that fights change is always resisting it, so it's looking at it as a bad thing. We're, we're also taught to be embarrassed of it because divorce is a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, everybody, I mean, this is very cliche, but some things are cliche because they're said so often because they're true, but there's a reason and a season for everything. We're not, you know, not everybody is supposed to be together forever. We come in contact with people, whether it's a romantic you know, relationship, a marriage or a friendship, even family members, some, you know, to, to learn from each other through our whatever the dynamic of that relationship is. When something is done, when the, when the purpose is intended to be fulfilled with that person, things are going to break down. But we mm-hmm. instinctually look at it as a negative thing because we're so addicted to looking at things as a negative experience because that's what there we're bombarded yeah. with. We're, con- I mean, we're conditioned. That's what we're bombarded with. Well, yeah, I mean... Mm-hmm. The three major, what I consider to be the three major authorities in our world, religion, uh, um, pop culture, and the government. I mean, we're instilled with negativity. We really are. Yeah, there's some positive, uplifting stuff in religion. Absolutely. But still, right from the get-go, you're told, you're, for example, you're a sinner and, you're not, and that you have to make up. Because some guy died for you on the cross, you need to feel guilty and make up for that. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, Jesus would say a lot of things, but you owe me, you sinner, would not be one of them. 
I think I'm going to have to quote you on that one. <laughs> you owe me, right. sir. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and, I mean, you know, you look at pop culture. You know, I mean, it's all smoke and mirrors. If you don't look like, 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 I don't know why, Halle Berry is the first one that pops in my mind. If you don't look like Halle Berry or Brad Pitt or whoever, you're just not good enough. That's so true, you Dan. Know? That you is know? so and true. And I mean, like, even advertising, even advertising, mm-hmm. advertising instills flaws in you so that you have to buy their product to feel better. Yeah. Consumerism. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and because that's what we're so, instilled in, because it's more profitable to, to for, for, for the people that run this world. It's far more profitable to make us believe that we're not good enough or we have to do something or buy something more in order to feel good enough. Mm-hmm. Imagine and growing up. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I'm just all riled up now. Well, and same with, <laughs> with, with religion. Religion has been used because Jesus isn't around anymore. Buddha isn't around anymore. The people that were the main teachers of things are not around anymore and haven't been for a long time. So other human beings have come along, grabbed their messages, tainted them for a means of control. Because, as the old saying goes, divide and conquer. We're far more Mm -hmm. easier to control and condition if we are always self-minimizing ourselves, if we're judging ourselves. And then if we're judging ourselves, we judge others so we don't get along with each other. So the more that shit happens, the less the chance of us realizing we're all the same damn thing, come together as the one we always have been, and make big changes in this world. Yeah. Things are happening, and We're getting a little hey, controversial here, but... Oh, oh, absolutely. Because you can't stop the awakening that's intended to happen. Yeah, I mean, and I, you, like, I, I feel can't. it. Like, just with being around certain people... I don't know if it's that I'm conscious enough to choose the people that I'm around, but it's rare that I'm around people where I just don't feel that in some way. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah, yeah. So I have two things that uh, I want to just reflect back on all of, you know, I heard you say. So, yeah, I go. Yeah, I went off on one hell of a rant there. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. I love that, and I just make little notes and follow up. So, um, cool. so with this, all these challenges that you're experiencing, right? Like you have bad experiences to create growth, and sometimes you know that that unknown, that change is painful. So, mm-hmm. what about what about? Okay, so with divorce specifically. So you have your your you know, you break up with someone, you're, you're getting separated, you're divorcing, whatever the case is. And of course, jealousy is a, is, is a very toxic emotion, but um, the fear of the other person moving on, can you speak to that a little bit? Because in my own experience, I, I've experienced that fear of, you know, my ex-husband moving on. Like, it, it sucks that you know, we couldn't make it work, but he's going to make it work with someone else. You know what I mean? Right. Can you speak to that mm-hmm. a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, I guess the first thing I would say is let's let's try not to glorify divorce because, again, we've been conditioned to glorify negativity, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just call it change because when we break it down to what's actually happening, then it's, we can understand what the fundamental experience is for and we can learn from it, right? So so fear of the other person moving on is still, it's just another form of that fundamental fear of change. 
And it's that, and, and, and also what the ego loves to do is become attached to things. Because again, like we talked about earlier, it, 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 it likes to remain static. It's basically the opposite. It's here to be, and we create it. Our soul creates our ego to be the opposite of what, who and what we truly are so that we can learn who eventually who we truly are by first being who we're not. So okay. it, it's, it's really just um, an, an attachment to that experience because yeah, first of all, you're afraid of breaking up, but then you're also afraid of them finding somebody else because then it's final. Yeah. Right. But the reality mm-hmm. of it is that doesn't even necessarily mean it's final. I mean, there's countless stories of people breaking up, going through other relationships with other people. And then if it's meant to be, they come back together. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, it's, 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 it comes just down to attachment and, and, and therefore fear of change. Okay. And, and the reason why spirit is getting me to oversimplify this down to the fundamental core, again, the main trigger, um, yep. uh, yeah. is that we have all lived our lives spending too much, times on the, uh, too much time on the details that really don't matter anymore. So it's time to get down to and, and pinpoint what the core issues are. Because when, mm-hmm. when you depersonalize it, because that's one of our biggest problems. We, per, we take everything freaking personally. When yeah. we depersonalize it and just see it as on the grander scale what it is and why it's happening, then you get those aha moments and then you can finally truly release things and move on towards your greatness. Then you can really empower yourself. But you need those experiences in order to empower yourself. Yeah, man. About, I wouldn't have had... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I, I mean, it's just about pinpointing what the key issues in this world are. And one of them is attachment and fear of change, which kind of work. Yeah, that totally yeah, resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one thing, just something that popped up, um, just to share with everyone here, I, I – actually offered this as my experience to somebody who is, you know, on a a group that I'm involved in. And um, so it's a private page, but she reached out because she said, you know, I'm, I'm leaving my husband, but I need to put together a plan. I need to plan because I need to do this, 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 and that. And I said, I'm going to offer you my experience, but in no way take this as a device. But for me, what happened was that I had this feeling within me that was so strong that literally pulled me out, and I had no plan, no plan whatsoever. Five weeks later, I I had moved out with no plan, no plan of finances, no plan of, you know, no plan of anything, you know, other than, you know, their father was going to be just as supportive as I was, but I had no plan. I just followed my calling, like my intuition. And left. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just going to offer that to everybody listening that if you, if you, that voice is strong and I feel like it's getting stronger and stronger lately because it's just becoming a, a little bit more mainstream oh. to listen to your intuitive side. And, um, and so I encourage, I encourage people to really listen to that rather than plan, plan, plan all the time. Because I mean, we could plan to have, we could plan to have a baby. You might never have a baby, right? It's it's not always going to be the perfect time, but it's going to work out, right? 
Um, well, now having absolutely. Kids, and, and life is going to send you what you need. I mean, it just yeah. always will. Yeah. So one thing that I did hear someone say way back in the day, um, it is no expectations. You know, you place no expectations on your partner. The reason why some relationships don't work out is because when you guys get together, you always have the thought of our relationship will be perfect when. Our relationship will be perfect when. Whether that's the way your partner dresses, behaves, their occupation, you name it. But the long-lasting relationships are the ones where when they get together, there's no expectations. It's I love you for who you are the way you are right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is that? How do you feel about that? Well, you're absolutely right. That's how I feel about that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because once again, you know, the, the reason that there are expectations is because uh, many people need somebody outside of themselves to feel fulfilled or to validate them. Right. So that expectation is always there. Um, and whereas, you know, a true relationship that works, uh, especially long term, is one where both people accept each other for who they are, just like you said. Because if you're not accepting that other person for who you are, it means you're not accepting yourself for who you are. And until you do that, yeah. and tru- until you truly accept and love yourself, there's no way in hell you will be able to accept and love another. There Holy just shit, isn't. you just kind of like, you just turned on a light bulb for me. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, because, right? So, I mean, the best, the best thing people in a relationship can do is continually work on themselves. Yeah. Direct reflection, right? Judgment, mm-hmm. expectations is a direct reflection from within. Very cool. I love that. So what I strive to do every single day, and I'm very conscious and aware of, is not even placing expectations on my children. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's yeah. challenging. Man. That is that's so challenging. But at the same time, it's like, it, it's, why don't you expand on that a little bit? What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, that could be a tough one, right? I mean, you know, yeah. because you want to teach them certain things, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, they're kids, right? So you, yeah. and you want to, you know, you need to be understanding and you need to allow them to be kids. Um, so uh, what I would say to that, and what's really just coming to mind is that expect them because what we expect, we act based on, right? So I think just the fundamental thing we need to ex- expect from our children to be loving individuals but first we got to look back at ourselves first because if we're not being loving individuals how the hell can we expect them to be yeah right and 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 even doing chores and stuff like that i mean it comes down to being mindful picking up after yourself you just got to be mindful but if you look at yourself and you're not being mindful like you might be mindful about doing the dishes all the time but you may not be mindful mm-hmm. about something else that's even more important than doing the damn dishes. So if your children aren't being mindful about something, if they're not listening to you, chances are you're not listening to something you need to listen to within yourself. Yeah. Very cool. But, I have a but, but because, yeah. sorry, sorry, I just want to add one more thing. But because sure. we're so, um, but because the ego loves to externalize our own problems and blame it on other people, 
would be so quick to jump to blame them for and give them shit for not picking up after themselves because the ego feels good that way because, well, they're the problem and not us. Because that does happen. Yeah. I've seen that happen very often. Parents take out their shit on their kids. They do. You know? Guilty. I was just going to say, I have a <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. I, I have a, she's going to be 21 in like two months, and I'm kind of blown away. But what I always am so grateful for is that I kind of have the grandparent effect where it's like, okay, I've, I've raised one, and now I have, a, you know, two younger ones. So I know what worked and kind of didn't work, and I go ahead and I tweak things. But growing up, she hated chores, hated them. Right, and I was, I'm a completely completely different parent than I was when she was young, and she's around a lot, so she sees that the boys enjoy their chores. They enjoy their chores. You know, we do it as a, we kind of do it as a family, and it's just something that they take pride in. And she she just cannot get over it. Like she's kind of like, are you serious? He's cleaning because he wants to. He wants to help out. It makes him feel good. Like really. And um, and sometimes she'll she'll look at me and just shake her head like, man, why couldn't you why couldn't you have done this when I was younger or that when I was younger or whatever the case is, and it's like God, I I gotta work past that that little bit of guilt. Do you know what I mean? That guilt that I feel mm-hmm. that, damn it, why didn't I have all this information when she was that age? But I look at her and think, you would not be the adorable, thoughtful person that you are today without every single experience that you had and look at everything that you're learning and absorbing now. You know what I mean? Like our relationship, I just adore her. But I honestly, at one point never thought that her and I would ever have a relationship because it was that toxic. But um, I, I totally went off in the mid story and then completely forgot where I was supposed to wrap it around to. Well, well, I think <laughs> so. Um, you know, that story about, you know, it being toxic, I think, well, not can, it does relate to everybody because we all have toxic relationships in our life. And, and you know what? I mean, you can't even really consider that a toxic relationship because it did end up great. Um, toxic relationships to me are ones that are there to, for you to leave. Right. So there is, uh, okay. so, let's call, so let's call what was once your relationship with your daughter intense. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, right. Because, because we all have people that we have intense relationships with and, you know, again, you know, we, we, you know, we're just quick to get in that trap of judging the other person when, when really we're judging something in them that, that is existing within us. But again, we externalize it, right. And we blame it and deflect and, project um so on the topic of intense relationships for whoever's listening because again we all have them um again it's about stopping and asking the right questions because it's so easy to get caught up in the human aspect of it but those are there too and it's the most intense relationships that we learn the most from and that includes marriages i mean people who are really meant to be together they they may very well fight the most because they're always because their shit is always coming up to be learnt and to be seen and to be kind of released right um, like true soulmates quote unquote um, are really there to to be a to be a, a a a extreme 
reflection of each other because they come together. Those two souls are coming together to heal as a partnership. So just because you guys might fight a lot or whatever, it doesn't mean you're not supposed to pee together. There's just something for there, there for you guys to learn about yourselves. Yeah. So that other person is, is typically just being acting there as a trigger to get to see what's in you that needs to be healed. No relationship and life itself is not supposed to be airy-fairy and all shits and giggles. There's no growth in that. Mm-hmm. So it's about embracing embracing the trials and tribulations but in, but in order to do that we have to look at it from a different perspective we need a shift in awareness a shift in consciousness and this is what all of this stuff we talk about comes down to is a shift in consciousness a shift from ego driven living to soul driven living yeah i like that i like that i you know i'm probably going to be exhausted later because i was so um <laughs> vulnerable throughout this call and that usually is usually what happens but I'm so glad that it that we were because even if it assists one or two people out there I think that it's totally worth it um now before we wrap up I really want to follow up with something that you said the last show and when we talked about sugar and sugar addictions and, you know, Mm -hmm. cutting sugar completely out of your diet and um, because there's this study that, and this program that is out there and I'm feeling drawn to partake in it and just to require the support to kind of work through your sugar addiction and then once you do reach that place of no longer needing it, right, quote unquote, then maybe introduce it a bit. So that's just where I'm at. But something that you said to me kind of shifted that whole decision that I made. And it was the crystallization or, or is that even the term that you used that's happening Crystal, in us? Yeah. Yeah, crystalline. yeah, we're okay. going from a carbon carbon-based DNA to to crystalline. Okay. So, now that I've explained to you what type of program I'm being drawn to <laughs> and and you're going from, okay, we're going from carbon to a crystalline base, can you explain mm-hmm. a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'll explain as much as I've been given, I guess as far as awareness about it. Um yeah, because yeah, I, I think what I think how it came up was because um, oh yeah, I was I was talking about that it's okay to have these sugar cravings because that was one thing that I was experiencing and I've never been, you know, I've never had much of a sweet tooth, but I just kept having these cravings, you know. And my wife is the pregnant one, so I'm not supposed to be having these type of cravings. But um, um, and it's funny because the initial thought, like again, right, when once I stopped and thought about it. You know, and I just put out there to the universe, I'm like, you know, is there something to this? And immediately the feeling I got was that because sugar works well with the development of this new crystalline system that we're transitioning into. So I Google it and lo and behold, a whole bunch of stuff comes up about that one topic specifically. Um, In general, why we're going from carbon based to crystalline is that we are ascending in vibration. We're going back towards the light that we truly are. So in order to give into the illusion that we have been doing for centuries, our bodies had to be created um, in such a way that our frequency was in tune with the fear-based frequency of the world. 
Okay, because okay. otherwise, as we're feeling now, as we're ascending, it's not that fun to be on a high vibration personally when you're living in a low vibration world. It feels, it creates certain feelings and not very fun ones. But we had to, we had to be carbon-based. We had to be low vibration for the time we had to so that we were able to give in and, and into this illusion that has been the physical experience. We can play the game we've come here to play. But now it's time to awaken and come back to who and what we truly are and live here in the physical world as we are in spirit, to bring love back into the fear-based world on a collective uh, uh, kind of unity basis. So because the, the, the collective energy and because the energy of this plane of existence is rising um, um, vibrationally and coming back to that high vibration of light and love, so do our bodies have to go with it. Okay. So it's really, it's really just about harmonization because okay. we had to be, because our bodies had to be in harmony with the fear-based world that we've been living in, so that we can exist here and play the game. Now we're now we're changing the game. You see, we're in the middle of the ultimate game changer. So our bodies have to. We're we're basically reverting back to who and what we truly are, just in physical form. So the physical body has to change with it. Wow. Hopefully that made sense, because I don't know what the hell I just said, <laughs> but it, <did. laughs> it feels okay. <laughs> yes, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm making some notes, and uh, I think it's going to take me, I think I'm going to have to go back and listen to it and just be, be more present with it rather than taking notes and absorb it. Yeah. Right, so like, like a decent metaphor that's kind of coming to mind is that if you're if you knew you were meant to, to be in cold water for, for, for years, you would create yourself in a way that you'd be cold internally so it's not a big shock to your system. Now we're, now we're about to jump in hot water, so our body, we're recreating our bodies so that we're accustomed to hot water. Yeah, there you go. Does that make sense? Recreating, our, yeah, we're adapting. Okay, cool. Yeah, ex- Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise it. it'd be too much of a shock to the system. Like like for example, yeah. if we came here as the souls that we truly are in a fear ridden world, we'd go crazy because it's such a contrast in energy. Right? And so now as the world's vibration is rising, if we stay in fear it feels horribly. If we stay in that low vibration carbon based DNA structure, it feels horrible. So as we consciously mm-hmm. awaken our minds, our body is following suit. Mhm. That is awesome. Like always, I'm just so mind blown when we get together and we connect. But today, I don't know. I think today was extra special. I loved it. Well, I loved um, it. I loved it as well. And thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. Yeah, and um yeah, for anybody out there listening, I'm sorry. We totally jumped right into it. I didn't even give you a call-in number, didn't give you an opportunity to ask any questions on the chat line, um, but that's okay because the link will be up. Dan, it will be on Dan's page, my page. I'll email it out. Um, if you guys have any follow-up questions, Dan and I are always open uh, to receiving that. And Dan, other than next Wednesday, you're holding something in person Wednesday evening readings in person with Dan King do you have anything else coming up that you want the people to know 
Um, no, I mean, I'm as always, I'm open to for for or, and available for one on one consultations. But since the 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 arrival of my baby is coming right around the corner, I'm not planning any trips or tours or anything like that right now. Uh, so I'm just gonna be chilling at home doing readings over the phone. I'm available on Skype. Uh, and of course, if you live in the Winnipeg area or nearby, I'm available in person. And other than that, I'm going to be finishing this book series and preparing for launch. There you go. Well, congratulations. My birthday's on July 10th. So if, you know, that well, is always birthday a good day. Yeah, thanks. But that's always a good day to bring a new little, little one into the world. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming again. I love this. You, you know, it's almost like whenever we connect, you plant more seeds in my mind to follow up on and just make improvements. So I'm super grateful for that. And well, congratulations. I w- yeah. I wish you the best, the best, best, best. You deserve it. And, yeah, with that, let's – wait, wait, wait. If you guys want to find Dan King, connect with him, work with him, it's just Dan King on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah, Dan King. Well, Dan King is my personal page. My uh, Soulgasm page is uh, is Soulgasm, Dan King Soulgasm. And you can also reach me on Twitter and Instagram as Dan, Dan King Soulgasm as well. And the site is up. I haven't announced the official uh, uh, launch yet, but it's mysoulgasm.com. By all means, feel free to go check it out. Uh, you can contact me through there as well, or just feel free to give me any feedback that you'd like about the site. I'd very much appreciate it. Very good. Will do. Thanks again, Dan. Take care and have an amazing week. It's going to be beautiful. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye now. So how amazing is that, you guys? Really? I had no idea. Like, I kind of, like, maybe five minutes before the show, I was like, maybe I'll just offer some some of my personal experiences and get a little bit vulnerable with y'all. And I did that, and um, I'm hoping that that brought on some killer, killer information for a lot of you guys. So remember, enroll your kids in the Empowering Kids camp. You guys can find the information on empoweringkidsprogram.com. Why? So they can grow up knowing this information, that they are capable of creating the lives that they desire. They, they don't have to live a specific life because we were told we have to live a specific life, right? Let's just open them up to the knowing of, you know, ultimate joy, ultimate happiness, clarity, things like that, being mindful of our thoughts and having the control over the thoughts that we think. Um, that Those are all things that the kids learn in, in the Nature Camp um, Empowering Kids program. So I love you all. Thank you for joining me. And if any of this resonates with you and you want to kickstart your life, go ahead, investinyourselfcourse.com forward slash apply and book a time with me let's talk about it no more waiting let's let's just kick it into high gear so i love you all have an amazing week you guys this weekend is gonna be beautiful i'm gonna do some yard work i'm gonna get things done so take care i love you all bye-bye 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.